0: what's up fungal associates welcome to completely arbitrary the podcast about trees and other related topics i am one of your hosts my name is alex Croson, and as always i'm here with mr casey clap hi case good day alex how oh. you doing
1: oh i'm just doing wonderfully you showed me this uh the other day uh List of trees and shrubs by taxonomic family. Oh, yes. That's right. And wouldn't you know it? I didn't know this list existed.
0: This shocked me.
1: Shocks me too, Alex. I thought
0: this was just a thing that you might know off the top of your head. Not even close. Yeah. It's...
1: The longest scroll I think I've ever (laughs) been able to do. It's so, so good.
0: More on that list coming up. I, I sent it to you for a particular reason. Yes,
1: that is true. For
0: a little, a tiny little project that's coming up. On April 19th, you and I, Casey Clapp and Alex Croson, will be joining Tobin Mitnick. The Jew Who Loves Trees. That's right. At Powell's Books On uh, Burnside here in Portland. It's a city of books. Oh, that's what that location's called? Uh,
1: Yeah, it's Powell's City of Books. Powell's City of Books. It's an entire block. Uh, It's the largest independent bookstore in... The nation.
0: Wow, we're gonna be there for his book launch. His new book, Must Love Trees, an unconventional guide. You should certainly get it. It's hilarious. Yes, very. It's very weird and good. Just, just the way we like him. Just huh? the
1: way we like him.
0: And we'll be there, and we're gonna talk about the the book and and sort of maybe. Uh, well, this is. I'm stumbling over my words because I don't really know what we're gonna be talking about. <laughs> but it should be a fine uh, a fine conversation. Come and come and hang out and say yeah. hi to us. And
1: it will be a lot of fun get a
0: picture of Tobin with us in the background (laughs) oh please yeah that'd be great
1: Who, Whose event is this again? <laughs> it's our event, Tobin. Get out of here.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, so if you're in Portland around that time, come and, come and hang out and say hi and uh, buy Tobin's new book. Yeah, and if you are around
1: the city of Los Angeles, the following weekend, wow. even more fun is happening, although this one uh, is, is going to be a little bit
0: more involved. <laughs> you're telling me. Casey and I will be co-producing and co-hosting this year's Trini Awards. Right, the Trini
1: is second annual, the only Awards show for trees and popular culture media, including the internet.
0: That's right. It's going to be... A hoot. Yes. It's going to be a hoot. I'm a little stressed. <laughs> I think that's to be expected. It's a big event. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you're in LA uh, that weekend, the 20th, Earth Day.
1: It is Earth Day. Heck, if you're not in LA, get on a plane and go buy a ticket and come, come join us. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Come see us. Buy a ticket online. It All this shit can be found on our Instagram bio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at arbitrary pod and you can find all all of these things and casey we have one more announcement one more before we get into this week's tree that is a new piece of merch mm. completely arbitrary the poster bah, bah, bah. it is for sale right now on our merch store arbitrary.com slash merch it is a 9 by 12 poster that you can put on your wall that's correct
1: you can put it in a frame.
0: In a frame, certainly, and then put that frame on your
1: wall. Yes, you could uh, put it in a frame that has a back stop, so you can set it on a desk. Oh yeah. You can you can post it on the ceiling, mm-hmm. so that when you lay down, you can imagine you can look at it and be like, "Huh."
0: You're making love with your partner. You can both. You can look up at Casey and I.
1: Exactly, and trust <laughs> us, we'll be looking right back at you. <laughs> Just kidding. The poster is of us looking at a golden cone. Yes. Our gaze is
0: averted, you pervert. A golden cone, if you know what I mean. Oh. Um, I think that's it.
1: Those are all the new things uh, that are going on. So go check out uh, Powell's Bookstore on the 19th. Come see us. Come say hi to Tobin. If you are interested and really want to go see a really fun event live, A, go vote for the Mees. You can find that in the link in our bio. Yep. Wherever you find us, you'll find links for these things. And then show up and have a great time with us. It's going to be a a lovely
0: production. Yeah, it's going to be weird.
1: Yeah, and then make sure at the end of all this, support us by buying uh, a poster. It's a great poster. Art by
0: Bonnie Dutch, designed by me, printing by Fireball in Philadelphia, PA. There you go. We got it all. City of industry. Casey. Speaking of industry. This week. We are talking about a very industrious tree, one which grows very interesting fruit. That's yes. right. We are talking noni. The noni. Yes. Last week, we were talking all about knees. This week, knees.
1: No knees. Thank you. In fact, did we do that on purpose? You bet your ass we did. Yeah,
0: we totally did. <laughs> this thing's also called the Indian mulberry. It's yeah. also called a couple other things, Casey. I believe you have a list. I do. of alt names for the noni.
1: This is the fun. This is the fun thing that we get to do every now and then. There's like a a really well done like information sheet about some some species. Yeah, and especially the ones that are uh, have a huge distribution, like this tree. Uh, whatever culture it is growing in has its own name. Folk so,
0: taxonomy,
1: yeah, folks. exactly, or just or just a different language, you know. So it's, oh, yeah. it could be a little bit of both, I suppose. Sure. So there is the canary wood in Australia, uh, in Corsair, which I don't know what country. It's just the the language. Okay. It's just the letter I. Very cool. I don't know if it's uh, something like that. Other names include Indian mulberry in English, Lada in Guam in Northern Marianas, Mengelwag in Yap.
0: <laughs> this is my favorite segment <laughs> we've ever done.
1: Uh, let's see. Kara in Fiji. Uh, No-No in the Cook Islands in Tahiti. Oh, no. Non in Kiribati. There's a lot of fun names. Is, I guess what we're saying here.
0: For the purposes of this episode, we are calling it the Noni. Weep wool. Okay. One more. Nen. <laughs> I love these. This these so thing's got a lot of names. Yeah, it's got
1: a lot of names. Yeah, and this is, uh, so we'll tell you more, but it grows all over the Pacific Islands yeah. and in Southeast Asia. So if you are uh, anywhere in those tropical zones, you and your you and your people probably got a name for it. That's right. So choose your own name adventure here. <laughs> uh,
0: so here, here's why we chose this tree. A few weeks ago, uh-huh. I was mindlessly scrolling through... Instagram reels to Mm. numb the pain of existence as we all do. (laughs) And I came across a video of a guy on a beach and he had, he was holding this fruit and he said, this is the noni Mm. and he's going to eat it for us. (laughs) This is, this is what is on the internet. This is what the internet is for. This is content, I guess. So he bites into this fruit and he's Uh. like, Oh, it's delicious. It's called sometimes called the blue cheese fruit. It's sometimes called the vomit fruit uh, so I, I was very interested in this fruit. I started looking it up and uh, it came to, came to see that apparently the fruit tastes a little funky case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say it ch- tastes like blue cheese. A lot of other people say it tastes like barf. Apparently it numbs your mouth while you're eating it. It's there's, there's all kinds of interesting facets of this noni fruit yeah and i got really curious and i said casey please research this for me Mm -hmm. and let's talk about it on an episode and you're listening to that episode now oh my god and we've got plenty more to say about the noni fruit right after the break we'll be right back with more completely arbitrary
1: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
0: Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. Today we're talking noni, aka many other things. We're not going through the list again.
1: No, we're not going to do that again. We've done that. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Go back. We also call it the Indian Mulberry tree. Yes. Let's imagine, Casey, as we do every episode that you and mm-hmm. I, you know what I really love? Mm-hmm. You and I walking through a little forested area, not okay. like a forest forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little treed area.
1: Okay, there's just like some trees here, there. Not too big, not too small.
0: In Hawaii. Yes, yes, okay, okay. And we'll talk about these this tree's relationship with Hawaii. Yes, we will. Casey Alex let's ID this treat
1: let's do it so you're walking in Hawaii uh, scratch that you're walking in Guam uh, sorry Alex. you're walking in the Marshall uh, you're Ooh. walking in Australia it well actually no you're in southern India okay this is yeah. performance art folks Wait, no okay you're on the the Pacific coast in Central California and Mexico
0: I'll explain what Casey's doing here for the art lovers. <laughs> What Casey's saying is, this thing grows all over the place.
1: It does. It grows. Thank you, Alex. I'm being a pill. No, it, it is. This tree grows everywhere. You could be in Hawaii the way you set us up. Yes, you please. You could be in any other island in Polynesia, in mm-hmm. Indonesia, from Southeast Asia all the way down to Australia natively, or now, pantropical Earth. Yeah. Which I love saying, like, where does this grow? Oh, it's pantropical.
0: Was Does that just mean like a belt around the Earth? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It
1: grows pretty much anywhere that it has been taken. It has grown naturally and is within the kind of tropics, basically between what is the Tropic of Capricorn, the Tropic of Cancer, uh-huh. all the way to the equator. The closer you get to the equator, the higher up it grows. So it grows probably around 1,500 feet at the highest elevation, generally speaking. Okay. Other than that, it usually grows in kind of disturbed forests, grows in uh, every kind of soil you can imagine. Wow. Acid soil, alkaline soil, limestone, basalt. It grows in sand. It grows in every possible situation, covered in rainwater all the time, in really droughty conditions all the time. You name it, this tree is just, it just is fine. It just does fine.
0: Casey, I'm reminded, uh, because I was recently thinking about this tree. Uh Uh-huh. Of the European hornbeam. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how you just can kind of plant it and it'll grow. It just kind of does its thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: that I think that is, a, it, it's kind of fair, though I think the Noni is even better. Like, wow. Not better necessarily in terms of like how, how good it does and the good that it does in a certain situation, mm-hmm. but... It is, I think, and I think I can say this the most uniquely adaptable tree we've ever covered. Wow. Like it grows sometimes as a shrub, sometimes as a liana, like those woody vines that I you find see. in tropical places. Okay. Sometimes as a standalone, single stem tree that grows up to about 30 feet or so with about 20 foot or so wide canopy it becomes the the canopy is very globose like it's very much a big circle globe of a tree interesting with these really intensely dark leaves like kind of like way darker than you'd ever imagine Hmm. they're in the coffee family so they look just like this coffee plant directly to my left yes oppositely arranged leaves really dark and glossy canopy all around wow but it grows Everywhere. Like, and it's so strange. It's native to this one certain area, right? In Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. from Indonesia down to Australia. Okay. But it now grows everywhere. The Polynesians took it with them as they migrated to all these other islands. Yeah. So it started to grow and is, at this point, considered native to a bunch of other kind of Polynesian islands. And when I say considered native, just put a pin in that for a future episode. Okay. We're going to get into that some other time. Uh, But the idea is that because these kind of people brought it along with their migrations, they just brought it to a new habitat and it started to grow. When globalization really kicked off, it went to every other place and now it starts to grow. But because it has these traits, Alex, that we're going to talk about, no one really sees it, so far as I can tell, as like an invasive species. It's Hmm. naturalized a little bit, but they don't look at it the way we look at a tree of heaven.
0: It's just like a respectful world traveler.
1: I guess so, yeah. And I, I haven't I, I've not read that it like takes over forests or does anything that everyone's like, oh, that tree is doing that again. Right. I so I don't
0: know hmm. exactly
1: exactly its relationship on the ground in all these places. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Casey, let's talk about some of the characteristics of the noni. Let's start with the bark, if you please. I
1: please. This is like a nice tan gray bark. Mm. Uh, It doesn't get very thick. It doesn't do a whole lot uh, in terms of like exfoliating or ridges or anything like that. It just kind of... Grows up and becomes kind of a tannish brown color.
0: Well, utility bark? It's,
1: it's a little bit utility bark, but I think interestingly, it's kind of a tannish brownish utility bark. And for some reason, Alex, whenever I think of utility bark, I think gray okay yeah so i think we can i think it that's is interesting but i don't know do you ever do you have like a color that comes to your mind when i don't you think, think of utility i don't burn? think
0: of necessarily a color i think of like a thickness often yeah me, i think okay. of utility bark as like kind of just like thin shitty bark yeah that just is there because it needs bark
1: yeah it's just like i i'm just this is my job
0: yeah so whether it's whether it's e- even you know brown like pine bark it's uh, like brown and uh-huh. chippy yeah if it's like really thin and shitty i'm like yeah it's utility bark.
1: okay yeah. this this is certainly utility bark though. but
0: this is interesting to know that when you you think utility bark you think gray i do
1: this is kind of like utility bark to me but like halfway through the wizard of oz when everything kind of comes in color and you're like oh god i did not expect that to be that color i see that's where i'm at
0: interesting yeah
1: there you go a little uh it's a little uh welcome
0: to my mind a little great cinematic analogy case thank
1: you alex i really
0: feel uh i really i really appreciate that <laughs>
1: Yes. Nice, want to watch Wizard of Oz. I only want to watch it when they actually end up in Neverland or
0: whether, wherever the hell they go. <laughs> right, Neverland.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the leaves, Alex.
0: <laughs> yeah, these leaves, you say they're like coffee leaves. They are. So they are. Very dark, shiny. Yep. They're in the
1: coffee family. Okay. So that's Rubiaceae. And so coffee is oppositely arranged with these pinnately, uh, lo- not even lobed, just pinnately veined leaves. Yeah. And they are just, like, a stunning size in, like, sharpness. So I imagine that they look, like, um, less intense, not as waxy, not quite as tough magnolia leaves, southern magnolia. Mm. Kind of, like, really big, very dark and glossy, like, yeah. really stand out. That's how I see these leaves, though they're not quite as uh, as as leathery as that. So they they're kind of far more tropical. So they don't need to put on all these intense kind of protections like the uh, southern magnolia would. Okay, but they have that same size and kind of appearance on the top. Six to twenty inches long. They're huge. They get twenty big. inches. Twenty inches. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, they get there. They do it. Wow. Like, honestly, this tree's consistently a surprise. Wow. Like, every time I say something, I'm like, what? Very interesting case. Yes. Now, the creme de la creme, what we really want to talk about Yeah, let's cut all the bullshit. Yeah, let's just talk about the flowers and the fruit here. Yes. So, small white flowers in clusters- their clusters are usually 75 to 90 flowers per like flower bit kind of at the top of a, of a stem. Is that considered a panicle? Not in this case because a panicle would be an inflorescence. Now, an inflorescence is like a group of flowers. Mm-hmm. This would be an inflorescence, but a panicle is more... Uh, more strict, I guess is the best way to put it, where it has a single flower coming out often that is on a stem coming off of another stem. Mm -hmm. So it's all kind of this branched form, but there's single flowers at the end with space in between. This all the flowers are mashed together all on top of one another.
0: And that's one flower.
1: Yes. And so I looked, they just call it a head. They call it like a a flower head. Sure. Okay. So I don't think it quite technically meets the definition of a panicle because a panicle uh, is very ordered and structured.
0: I gotcha. Can I, can I propose a more speaking of folk taxonomy? Please. Can we maybe try calling it a bouquet?
1: Oh, or how about this?
0: A bouquet.
1: A bouquet, a tiny bouquet. Yeah. Yeah, let's we might as well. There's a bouquet of seventy five. I'm sorry, a bouquet. Yes. Seventy-five to ninety individual little flowers. Love it. Sounds great. So all the flowers, they're little white things and they are tubes. So their their base is uh, is all fused together of the petals and then they kind of pop out with the edge of their petals that splits into five individuals at the very top.
0: You were talking about this, and I thought I understood what you were talking about. Uh huh. I thought I could picture it in my head. You mean the flower head? Yes. And then I Googled it. (laughs) This is not even (sighs) close to what I was imagining. Okay,
1: good. So I I want to urge everyone out there—they also are like, yeah, whoa, yeah. Whatever Alex is imagining, that's where I'm at.
0: (laughs) I want everybody who is even mildly curious about this to Google noni tree flowers
1: it's a ma- it's just a mishmash
0: it's so interesting and the very first thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. was that it looks like it would be you know, how, you know, in Mario games, mm-hmm. there's like the characters, you know, Mario, Luigi, Peach, yeah. Bowser, uh-huh. but then there's like all these races of like little creatures, like uh- the the Goombas, you know, yeah. uh-huh. and uh, the tur- little turtles that throw hammers, you know. Yeah, yeah. there's like all these li- different little races. Every world you go to in Mario uh-huh. has its own sort of like native race. Okay, these look like. They would be a native race in Mario. That's the best I can describe it. They look so Nintendo-like. Yeah, all right. They're like bulbous and like that. They'll have like a green, a green little ball. Then like one flower that's like ripe. Yeah, they kind of look fake, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. And it just has a lot of character. I think is that's
1: that's very fair. Yeah, it's the polite term, you know. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of ca- It's got a lot of character, yeah, this his, house. His We're new really...
0: girlfriend has a lot of character.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was like,
0: ooh. It means she has purple hair <laughs> and a nose piercing. Yeah, there, there you go. So, for
1: those of you who have purple hair and nose piercings, you are our favorite characters.
0: I was playing a, a stuffy conservative parent character uh, yeah. there.
1: And scene. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Complete no Armory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Casey, yes, and these these flowers, of course. <laughs> lead to fruit they lead to fruit which is kind of the reason we're here
1: it is the whole reason the raison d'etre uh
0: yes casey let's talk about this noni fruit
1: it is it is a fruit to be reckoned with let me tell you it is uh it's an a many seeded oval fruit is the best way to describe it great and we would call or we would call it an aggregate of fruit i'm sorry and we would call it a multiple of fruit. What language are we in again, Alex? A multiple? Yeah, a multiple fruit. What? Yeah, yeah, I've got them right where I want them. So here's the thing, Alex. If we're speaking in, let's say, English, okay, we would call this a multiple fruit. Really? And a multiple fruit is a kind of fruit that is defined by having many different flowers, And each one has its own ovary, and then each one of those individual flowers is pollinated. And then as the ovary, which a fruit is technically defined as a mature ovary, Mm -hmm. that fruit will then mature and fuse with all the other fruits around it. So technically speaking, this is a multiple fruit because each one of these flowers has one ovary. When they're fertilized, they all grow up together, mash and fuse, and then become one big fruit made up of a bunch of little fruits.
0: To give somebody uh, so some context here, another multiple fruit uh, would be like a blackberry. Wrong. Wrong. To give people some context here, <laughs> no. another multiple fruit might be a raspberry. Wrong. Those are aggregates.
1: I'm so happy you said that, Alex. Yes, <laughs> these are those are aggregate fruit. Well, what the hell is a difference, case? The difference being there is one single flower connected to multiple ovaries. Each one of those ovaries becomes an individual fruit. On aggregates. Uh, that's all aggregated together,
0: yes. This is multiple flowers with multiple ovaries. Correct,
1: which makes it a multiple fruit. Remember how I confused you earlier distinctly? Yes. And how if this was the editing room floor, you'd been like, oh, Casey got that wrong and went back in time and- got rid of that
0: i didn't love that
1: yeah yeah i know i'm sorry uh i, I apologize deeply but do you know who, who who you have to blame for this david
0: douglas you <laughs> david i'm glad you died in that pit, <laughs> pit <laughs> trap
1: you bastard no unfortunately not david douglas is is uh he we are not glad he died in that pit my trap. apologies to the david okay, douglas we, estate yeah we we rescind that comment the, the podcast regrets the air no, but you can uh, dislike and have a, be a little bit upset to a guy named John Lindley.
0: John Lindley.
1: Yes, John Lindley. He's an Englishman. Now, apparently, he was actually pretty good at what he does. He was like, by 21, he was in the Linnaean Society. Mm. So, like, this is uh, the fancy English kind of society or, like, European society of botanists and things. Okay. But usually, you have to be like really good to get, like, put up to that level.
0: Kind of, is it kind of like the royal society yeah, we about before? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. In fact,
1: I'm not even sure if they're different. They might oh. all be, like, kind of just different chapters of the same
0: thing. I got you.
1: So he had done this, and he was very good at what he did. But at some point, he actually got the definition wrong and either mistranslated it or did something wow. and switched the definition for multiple and aggregate. Wow. So, Alex, I'm so frustrated to tell you. In English, the things that we've just described uh-huh. are multiple fruit, which is multiple flowers, multiple ovaries, one big fruit. Yes, yes. Aggregate fruit is one flower, multiple ovaries, and a big grouping of the fruit in one big fruit.
0: Noni and blackberry, respectively.
1: Yes. If we are speaking any other language, it's exactly opposite.
0: Interesting. Because he
1: wrote this and people cited it for the next 200 years and people are like, wait, wait, no, no, no. But that's this kind of fruit. No, 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 no. That's a, that kind of fruit. And it turns out that, yes, we're both speaking different things because one guy wow. just got him wrong. I found that out so late in my research game that I messaged you this morning and I was like, give me 20 more minutes. Yes. I have to read about this. This is what
0: that was? This is what this was. Wow. Yes.
1: So it's confusing as hell in every way. I
0: thought you just had to get a car wash or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's what I do in the mornings. I usually go get my car washed. <laughs>
0: that is very... Very interesting. Isn't so, be- because of one little uh, mistranslation yes. by or- one person in one language, exactly, it has def- redefined the terms in perpetuity. Yes, for everybody, every scientist who speaks English.
1: Yes, or and now there's like there are people like a guy in the 80s, I think, um, in this uh, uh, an article that I found. Basically, he's like, we should go back to precedence and we should use the first definition that someone gave to yeah. this and just start over from there. Okay, but now, like, even if you look this up on Wikipedia, Wikipedia will give you the definitions and say, now in all <laughs> the other languages in the world, yeah. it's exactly opposite. So there you go again, English, well done. Wow. Okay, I I don't think they technically say there you go, English, well done <laughs> in the in the Wikipedia article, but man. I mean, I can edit that, right?
0: I think I think Wiki, Wikipedia frowns upon that sort of flavor text.
1: <laughs> they do. They do. What a bunch of squares. <laughs> okay, so the last bit I should say is that the fruit. Uh, there's also other kinds of, of fruit out there, and once that fruit comes together, it's an infructescence. So inflorescence, all the flowers. Oh wow! fructescence is all the fr- is the fruit.
0: What is, that, is an example end. of that?
1: Um, elderberries. You're familiar with elderberries? Yeah. Uh, that would be the whole thing together. would be the infructessence. Anyway, it gets complicated, but in order to just kind of make sure that we're going to gloss by this, just enough to have everyone be like, wait, what did they talk about? Yes. You also have a simple fruit. Oh my gosh. And a simple fruit is uh, just one thing. So a blueberry would be a simple fruit. Like there's not multiple flowers. There's not multiple ovaries. It's just, okay. kind, of, it's
0: just kind of all right there. Can right? I propose another simple fruit? I mean, like, Uh, this one's kind of obvious, like a peach.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Is a, is, but the, okay, well, I'm getting, I want to, I want to back up just a touch case. Ooh, yeah. I know this isn't really what we planned on talking about specifically for this long. Okay. But you have simple fruits. Yeah. But you also have, like, droops and poems, right? But those droops, a droop and a poem is more of a, uh, like botanical definition. Yes. And a simple fruit is more like a categorical definition. Alex, I'm so glad you brought this up.
1: Yes. Because simple and aggregate and multiple are kind of that larger term like what you're describing. Yes. For then other kinds of things. So a simple fruit is that broad category. Perfectly said. Yes. And then inside of that category are the droops and the pomes and the follicles and the grain and that kind of thing. Okay, okay, Exactly. But that same idea translates to these other kinds of fruits. Mm. So an aggregate fruit can have many druplets in it, such as the raspberry. It can be also an achene. An achene is where the base uh, structure, the receptacle of the flower, which is what holds it on to the stem that gets really big and becomes fleshy and then all of the seeds on the outside are just chilling there strawberry strawberry is the example it's the classic one yeah then you also have follicles an aggregate of follicles is a magnolia where there's an individual follicle that is the fruit, but they're all mashed together to create that big thing that we call the fruit of a magnolia.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, and this is all on the Wikipedia because they have a nice little list that's <laughs> very clean and clear, and we made sure to give our our donation this year. Gosh. Uh, and then a samara, of course, we had the double samara of maples, yes. single
0: samara of ashes. Samara is just a. It's it's samara is sort of like a minimalist
1: it is approach yeah to fruit right it's just there's one wing that kind of comes off the outside yeah yeah and exactly.
0: it's just like a, a, a thin papery covering over the seed and a yep. little wing to give it some flight potential little... in the wind but it's, yeah. it's 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 uh it's 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 not it's a utility fruit it's a
1: utility fruit and none more than the uh tulip poplar that has an aggregate of samaras all mashed up in the very middle Oh wow! Yeah, and then they they can fall apart piece by piece. So it's very complicated, and there's like there's droplets, and there's achenes and there's follicles, and then you can describe how they're set up, so they could have a panicle or a raceme or a spike, and then. All of this has to do also with how the flowers are set up to begin with,
0: yeah, I guess the flower kind of defines the fruit in a lot of ways, right It Case? does in a
1: lot of ways. Yeah. And then how that flower then dies and develops, and the rest of it develops is what creates a different thing. so we we haven't even talked about uh, accessory fruits. and an accessory fruit is a completely different thing, but that is where some other part of the non-ovary part of the of the plant, then becomes a part of the fruit that's a poem where it's yes. actually this this base which a complete it's a completely different section of the the whole plant the the ovary itself is just the uh the core of the apple that right tastes very good
0: so the po- a poem is like a fruit that grows around the the ovary the ovary yes. instead of like out of the ovary correct Like the ovary doesn't turn into a poem yeah the po- the poem grows around the ovary.
1: Yes, I think that's as good as we can get.
0: <laughs> yes. And I'm then a floral
1: botanist. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone else there is just screaming because they <sighs> have this all figured out. Others are probably screaming because they're like, what are they saying? I'm so yeah. confused right now. But I have to admit a part of me made that happen all on purpose.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> we often fight a war on two fronts here, Casey, which is that we like to provide scientific information in an as approachable way as possible yes. for people who may not like be able to keep up with deep science yeah, talk. Yeah, who's
1: not going to be reading through all these things.
0: But we also like to appeal to the deep science talk people. Yeah. So we're sort of in this weird middle zone we're where just, we confuse <laughs> the novices and piss off the experts.
1: Uh. And that is completely arbitrary,
0: everyone. <laughs> wow. That, we got we to gotta grab that for a poll quote. Yeah,
1: we definitely should. Oh. Alright, so let me let me try, Alex, if I may. One quick roundup.
0: Go for it, Case.
1: So you have a flower. That flower has sexual parts that come from it. In those sexual parts are the things that have the ovary uh inside of them. Cones do not have this. So conifers are completely gone here. Okay. And so they're all the gymnosperms.
0: This is just angiosperms.
1: Correct. So A flower, the most basic one, will have a, we're talking uh, perfect flowers, flowers that have both sexual parts inside, just also for ease.
0: I.E. noni.
1: At the base of this flower is an ovary. An ovary is where the ovum is, the the ovule. That's the thing that uh, essentially is analogous to an egg, where pollen is analogous to sperm. Yes. So, Pollen gets in there, it fertilizes that ovule, that ovule then starts to mature inside the ovary. The ovary itself also goes through transformation and starts to mature and then that is a fruit we then try to tell things apart based on what that flower looks like, how it's set up, how many petals it has. Are they fused? Are they not fused? Mm. A thousand different things are, has this flower split into multiple different flowers? Are they all right next to each other? We use that. Then we use what the fruit looks like. So you can have the same flowers from the viewpoint of whoever's looking at them, and they could create two different kinds of fruits. A great example would be uh, cherries and plums or different kinds of maples, where they look basically the same. All the parts are there, They this one might be a little bit different color, but then when they come out, the samaras are way different, right? Okay, yeah. So the fruit can be different than, even if the flowers are very, very similar
0: okay so the flowers may look alike the fruit may not
1: exactly and that's how we can do species like oh all the flowers look exactly the same these must all be maples
0: that's a family or a genus exactly okay. and then
1: the fruit starts to look different they're like oh, okay so this one's going to be different because it's now has, has different fruit
0: and that is this kind of is this a is this um just to interject really quick yeah is this sort of like uh the type technique for, for figuring out the species of flowering plants? Uh, A little bit. This is the very,
1: very dumbed down version. Oh, this is the, 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 we're just writing a quick essay answer version.
0: I guess I just mean like, uh, you know, if, uh, I guess IDing flowering plants. Yeah. Like if these look really similar, then look to this. Yes. If these look really similar, then look to this. And now you see the difference.
1: Exactly, yes. Okay. So those are the parts that we separate flowers and plants out by. That's how we decide what's taxonomically and cladistically related to each oh, other. Wow,
0: what a great term. Yeah,
1: isn't that wonderful?
0: Cladistically. Cladistically. Ooh, that's a great word to say. It feels so good <laughs> on my teeth and tongue. Okay, great. This is nice.
1: <laughs> so once you start to get the the fruit, you have a simple fruit an acorn you have one flower you have one seed you have one fruit it is a boom 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 kind of thing i see very simple very simple
0: Casey just winked thank you
1: (laughs) then you have we're going to use the old school terms okay the aggregate fruit which is a compound fruit okay so it's compound as opposed to simple compound Um, means that it is uh one single flower multiple ovaries okay and then those ovaries all mature right next to each other and they become one big giant fruit
0: another interjection please alex (laughs) i just want to like i don't want to blow past all the stuff that i don't totally understand because i'll never remember my follow-up questions at the end of everything please so you said a compound fruit yes does that is that just something that happens like in the DNA, a single flower growing multiple ovaries—is mm. that just sort of the way it grows?
1: You know, I—I'd be willing to bet that it probably has something to do with some weird genetic mutation that happened. You know,
0: okay. And
1: like sometimes you get like oh. twins, you know, because something happens and splits that I don't quite understand. Sure, I think it's just something similar to that, where you essentially have uh, something a long time ago ended up splitting some way somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really know the evolution of it. We can see what it is now. Right. But it's hard to go back and say what exactly happened. We can tell you superficially, well clearly this one flower developed multiple ovaries, or maybe there was multiple flowers that all like combined somehow. Yeah. But I don't know. Like you'd have to we'd have to really go into some botany. Okay. uh, Like expertise. Maybe not even botany.
0: Genetics?
1: Yeah. I mean botany could tell us that, but I don't know if botany could necessarily say this evolved from this like this yeah they could just say here are the differences
0: evolutionary botany
1: yes so there you go we need an evolutionary botanist
0: to come talk to us you know if you can come up with a term for one of these scientists they probably exist they
1: do yeah yeah that was too easy for us to come up with so they are they're out there we know (laughs) they are
0: for sure so okay so maybe maybe at some point it was like oh there we had a mutation and now we have two ovaries hey we got twice the fruit this seems like a pretty good deal for us okay this is
1: working out let's keep let's let's do this was
0: successful sure exactly okay so
1: i think that's the easiest way to think about it without really uh having me saying something that's not accurate we want
0: to ride that line yeah we want to ride that line just so
1: we don't get too many emails
0: so you've got you've got simple fruit you've got compound fruit exactly
1: otherwise uh called aggregate fruit okay we also have our lovely multiple fruit which is single flowers that have single ovaries that then Come together. Your noni. Exactly. Now, what those create could be uh, lots of different things. So, plane tree has multiple achenes right next to each other Hmm. the mulberry same exact thing where the fruit the big thing is one big fruit but each one comes from this so you can get individual droops and nutlets and all these other like basic single not compound things Mm -hmm. that then you mash together and you they become compound
0: that was my next question there you go can you make a compound fruit out of Simple fruit parts, I believe so. Okay, yes,
1: and a lot of times we call those like nutlets or something like that, oh. nutlets or druplets, or uh, I guess half the time we those are pretty much the only ones we use. Okay, but yes, there you go, interesting, that's pretty much it. Okay, okay so that is the fruit that ends at something, and it's, it's usually a thing nested in a thing, but it also gets complicated when you really try to like apply these broad things across a million different plants Yeah, where like how, where in this do we put um, orchids, for example, hmm. some orchids make vanilla beans, other orchids make almost nothing. And the seeds are so small that it's like, they don't even exist sure. until they find some, some fungus and turn it into something else. Interesting. So it's uh, it's really difficult to, to, put everything in a big category or big group of categories however i have my book here of of technical terms (laughs) however we're gonna try so you can read through here alex (laughs) and and we could we could come up with all of the different things accessory Akeen, droop droplet hesperidium follicle aggregate acorn berry burr hip legume multiple moment karyopsis capsule i could go on
0: you sound like david burn (laughs) i will say casey i i agree with you in that like you know when we talk about trees, mm-hmm. and I mean like capital T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can like hold my own. Uh-huh. You know, I'm keeping up. I understand the terms. I'm. I when you say when you use kind of industry jargon, I'm right there with you. Yeah, well done. Fruit <laughs> feels like such a different thing. Like this entire different alien category that we start talking about fruit and fruit parts and uh, delineations and categories. Yeah. And I really start to feel overwhelmed pretty quickly. I can imagine. It's like getting on a... It's like talking about fruit is like getting on like a theme park ride that uh-huh. you know within two seconds is too intense for you. <laughs> but you're like, I, I have to sit here for another minute. Yeah. Oh, geez. I'll lose my mind. I think it's very difficult to
1: do if you can't see what's in front of you. So you're on this ride and you're like, I don't even know what what to expect. Yes. And it's in the dark. Totally. So then it takes a twist and turn and you can't, uh, you can't like see it coming and figure out where you came from. Yeah. And why you're going to where you are now.
0: I guess what I'm discovering is that it, it has taken me two years to become comfortable with trees yeah okay um <laughs> fruit which are a totally normal part of most trees is like i don't even uh you should like stay away yeah i don't, I don't need to deal with it's like hand. cause a doom down there like i can't i can't even go there yeah
1: very fair well that is that is what kind of fruit is are and it's hard to say like you can't even give like a good uh a good overview that is like family-wide to like show how they all developed yeah because some developed something then lost them then redeveloped it again or did something completely different so there's a lot of different evolutionary things it is so confusing and there's not a really good method for like laying it out other than just memorizing the definition for a Samara. Memorize the definition for this. When you see one, you'll be like, I think that's going to be this. I got you. So that's kind of sad though because I always like to have like some nice fashionable, like let me lay it out and you can see it really clearly. That's always so nice. Fruit, Alex, you are in the majority because okay. it is really confusing. And we haven't even talked about the culinary side of these things,
0: which is a whole other beast, Alex. That's right, Case. A beast, I'm a little more familiar with.
1: Exactly. Now, Alex, I think we should put a pin in the rest of this. What is a fruit? And we should just talk about what this fruit is.
0: Yeah, let's get back to the noni. Let's get back to the noni.
1: And you know what? To to kind of like really tee it up, uh, when you see a fruit, you know it. You know, whatever, whatever it is, you just, you just know it. Yeah. Other d- times someone has to tell you and that's okay too.
0: It, it's like, what is that? What is that? Uh, that Supreme justice or something. Their definition of pornography is they, they don't know, but when they see it, they know it. Oh yes. I did. <laughs> that's my definition of fruit.
1: Oh yeah. There you go. I don't know. But when I see it, I know it. <laughs> and
0: then I eat it. And then I eat that fruit. So Casey I I am more familiar with uh, the noni as a Hawaiian fruit. Yes. Not nationally, but you know, like from that area.
1: Exactly, yeah. And the Polynesians did bring it along, didn't they? They brought it through all their different migrations.
0: As we know, the first people on the Hawaiian Islands were Polynesian settlers.
1: Yeah, or sailors at the Sailors, mainland. yeah. yeah. They,
0: settlers has a, a different connotation, I think.
1: It kind of does. And uh, they were doing more of a, a planned migration.
0: Migration. Yeah.
1: So they were uh, they were extraordinarily adept at seafaring. Yeah. And uh, basically said, Hey, let's go explore slash move, and that's what they did.
0: We, I know it doesn't really... I mean, we can relate anything to trees. Yeah, we sure can. I would love to talk about the Polynesian migratory stuff at some Ooh, point. all right.
1: Yeah, let's see if we can do that. Um, let's pull it together.
0: That is a very mind-boggling thing. It is
1: amazing. <laughs> the, the, the Polynesian Triangle is hmm. what they call it. And you can look this up, and it's essentially Hawaii and New Zealand. And Easter Island is, ah, yes. is the other. And right in the very middle is... Tahiti, there you go. Yeah, so this is a, that kind of the big thing, and it's essentially this giant triangle of space that these uh, these sailors just went out and found islands in.
0: Now, when we say Polynesia, yes. That's like a general term for a group of islands, right?
1: Yes, all of which are different nations at this point, yes. or many of them. Yes,
0: okay. Yeah. So there's but, no place called Polynesia. I don't, yes, I think that's correct. Okay.
1: Yeah, and they all came initially, if they really uh, trace back the lineage, it actually is from the indigenous people of Taiwan initially started this kind of uh, lineage of people who then Became and are now today known as Polynesians. Very
0: interesting case. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Polynesians in their in their triangle of migration ended up on Hawaii. So Casey, this is very interesting to me, and I hope to you too. I bet you will be. The noni, our subject today, is one of just twelve what are called canoe plants. Brought by Polynesians to the islands of Hawaii. Oh my God., uh, they only brought twelve plants because they had limited space. They have a lot of people and supplies. Yeah, now, and then they need to bring food. And
1: gotcha. Stuff. So like, what define what is a canoe plant then?
0: As far as I know, a canoe plant is just one of the plants that were brought on the migration. Ah, to these yes, different islands. okay.
1: They're like, well, these are the plants that we put on our canoes when we go places.
0: You can extrapolate to say they were the plants that were most important to these people and their culture in terms Ah. of like medicine and food and shelter. I see. Okay. Yeah. It's like we build our homes with this type of wood. Let's bring some of those trees so that when we get wherever we're going, we can build some homes,
1: food plants and other important things. That's right. Yeah. What are some other examples?
0: So some other examples might be the breadfruit, taro, bananas, bamboo. Wow. That's a good structural plant. That is. But how about this case? The noni was the only plant that was brought specifically for medicinal purposes.
1: For medicinal purposes, yet they also would eat it too, I assume.
0: I would assume, yeah. yeah. I, although, you know, if you grow up eating something yeah. that somebody else finds distasteful, uh-huh. you know. That, yeah, oh, I see. Yeah. We can talk about the taste of the noni. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have read that it is uh, considered by some to be starvation fruit. They only eat oh. it if there's a famine going on. It's like the last resort. Wow. Which I I kind of take with a grain of salt because there's also like stories of the aborigines in Australia like eating insects and things on the ground. Yeah. So the, the colonists, like Banks, when he came over, he was like, oh, they must be starving and like can't sure. actually do this. They're eating ants. Those are starvation ants. So it's like, well, maybe you just thought it tasted horrible, so you assume these people only eat it then.
0: Yeah. Other
1: things got introduced and they chose all these other options. So I, I don't know. It, I bet you there's some truth to it, but also you don't take a plant that is like your last resort. You know, if there's another other plants that you can take. So it makes sure me, makes me think that that this tree was brought you know, everywhere, probably primarily like you're saying for these medicinal purposes, yeah. but also we can eat these big grubby fruits too. So we might as well just, that this is an all around great plant.
0: Yeah. It's like a bonus. I think that you can eat it. There you go. Yeah. But it's mostly a medicinal plant.
1: Yeah. That's curious. So what do they use it for?
0: Well, Casey, <laughs> i i only panic when you set me up so well i'm like uh 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 uh, uh, uh. <laughs>
1: alex just read the next paragraph
0: <laughs> notably indigenous with the small amount of resources they provide with them across the ocean so casey polynesians used the entire noni plant in the same way that indigenous peoples mm. from north america use the entire buffalo
1: is it a, is it a uh, utility utility plant
0: I guess you could say that case, okay. but that's—I okay. don't know—we've—we've—we've we've, we've come to call you to use utility as a bit of a derogatory term. Yeah, yeah, we guess we have. I don't yeah. want to go there with this. guy. Yeah, it's not. We should call it the Buffalo Plant. Ah, it was the root of like 40 plus herbal remedies. Wow. This is one of those, you know, we talked about sassafras. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like a cure all, like use it for tooth pain, mm,
1: dysentery. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: willow Fever. as well. Yeah. Yes. It totally. It does it all. I it, gotcha. It, you can find something on this plant that will cure what ails you. No matter wow. What.
1: That's fascinating.
0: So a big one case out of all, you know, you can make a poultice with the leaves. Mm-hmm. You can, of course, like, and this is kind of true across, Most plants that are used for medicinal purposes. Yeah. You can, you know, grind up the roots and and put it in teas. That's a big common one. A big one for the noni, the fruit juice itself case.
1: Please tell me it stops vomiting. (laughs)
0: it stops vomiting only in that it makes you vomit and eventually you have to stop
1: (laughs) oh that's so good
0: (laughs) it was used to treat what we like now know today as heart disease diabetes high blood pressure menstrual cramps indigestion high cholesterol respiratory Uh, ailments it really covers all of your systems i do
1: love the idea that like I, I guess if it doesn't cause all these things, but like if you do eat one and you feel like vomiting, yeah, then they're like, oh, well, the cure for that is just a poultice from the leaves <laughs> to help you stop <laughs> vomiting from eating the fruit of the vomit tree. <laughs> so they're actually eating the fruit and getting heartburn, so then they have to take a poultice yes. to get rid of the heartburn. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah. Casey, you can also take the unripe fruit, which is like this hard green ball
1: yeah because it goes from green to white right yes I mean, it's kind of yellow
0: the the ripe fruit is a trip really? and we should we should describe what it looks like specifically because i don't know if we totally did
1: yes it. i don't I guess that's true other than an aggregate
0: yeah you take that unripe fruit you grind it up mash it up into a pulp and you can mix it with salt this can be applied to lesions it can help with like broken bone pain wow um poisonous bites burns and casey how this is this part's my favorite yeah Tea from the leaves, mm-hmm. very common for, for plants. Yeah.
1: It's like one of the most used methods of like getting medicine from plants.
0: It's like the first thing you think of, yeah, exactly. right? Here's a list of uh, a short list of, of what the tea from the leaves of this plant are, are meant to help Okay. or cure tuberculosis. Oh my God. The symptoms of cancer. Wow. Depression. And the aches of old age and arthritis.
1: Oh, my God. It's a companion your whole life. (laughs) It really is.
0: Oh, wow. So a noni tree can produce up to 20 pounds of fruit a month, Casey.
1: I read that. It... Dunned
0: me. I don't even know what to compare that to. That's a lot, right?
1: Yeah. And it does this every single month over an entire year. I read that you could get up to like 500 pounds if you like are growing it commercially. Wow. Like really trying to maximize it. Holy shit. Because it will have flowers on the plant, on the same branch where the fruit is developing from older flowers, so you can see brand new oh. flowers, young fruit, semi mature, mature, over mature, all at the same
0: time. So it's kind of in all cycles at all at all the time. Yes,
1: in, at three years old, it matures and starts to do this, and it never stops. Wow, it just keeps pumping
0: out fruit year round all the time. That's incredible. Is that a, is that a tropical plant thing? Case?
1: Um, yeah, some tropical plants though do definitely still have some kind. Kind of cycle or seasonality, yeah. But often, yeah, they can. There, there's no reason to stop as long as everything's good and stable. They're just going to continue go. But it is. It's rare that any plant is doing it all the time, like gas pedal once they're three years old until death. Okay, that is not
0: quite as as is common. Wow, what a giver. Yeah, right. Um. So today, Casey, there's a whole fucking industry around noni juice. This is
1: what I. This is mind blowing to yeah. me. The I. The, I. This is why I'm like. <sighs> How vomit worthy is this tree actually? That's what I'm saying, Case. So I'm like, I I just am not convinced that that it's so reviled as the name suggests because everything else leads me to think that everyone actually finds it to be quite a delight to ingest.
0: Yes. I want to express my thoughts and I'm going to do so out loud. Please. And uh, kind of as they come to me. This is the sort of dichotomy I'm dealing with when I think about this tree. Uh Uh-huh when I youtubed this this is how I this is how I research for the show like mm. do I usually do like a YouTube search just mm. to like see the stuff yeah you YouTube noni fruit there's countless videos uh-huh. of white travelers eating the no everybody says this tastes like shit we're gonna try it they take a bite and they mm. And they look like they're going to throw up. They spit it out. They're like, oh, my God. It's disgusting. Mm. <laughs> they're like trying to get it out of their mouths. Uh, this is called the vomit fruit for a reason. <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this? I do. I think I do. Yeah. Um, I And I, I would have to see. I guess we would have to do the research of like where these, these f- folk names uh-huh. come from. Yeah. The, and I mean and I mean the negative folk names, yeah. blue cheese fruit. I'm sorry, but that doesn't sound good. Yeah, I
1: do love blue cheese, though. I do, too. Okay. But
0: you sure. know how they're using it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, vomit yeah.
0: fruit. Um, there are a few others that I can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, but I, I think I see what you're going on. I at. would have to see where those come from, because if they came from the native peoples who mm. use this fruit and respect this fruit and respect this tree and love this plant. And it's a
1: huge part of their culture. Yes. And yeah, like, uh, Thai people use it in food all the time. Like yeah. Whole things named after it.
0: Then that's great. That's yeah. what, that's what the people who kind of like own that tree call it. Yeah. Then good. If this was some shit made up by white people traveling to Thailand on yeah. summer break, and eating this fruit and being like this tastes like shit. I cannot believe these people yeah. eat this fruit and they drink <laughs> the juice. Then I, I don't even want to go there. I don't. Even, I, I don't want to even calling it the vomit fruit, which the guy did in the original video that inspired this yeah. this conversation. I th- I feel is very derogatory mm. and should be. Cycled out.
1: I agree. I mean, I think that's the right move for a lot of different
0: names, yeah. which, which
1: have no derogatoriness really associated with them.
0: Oh, interesting. You okay. know,
1: I mean, like we've talked about it a bunch with just uh trees that are uh like this pine, that pine, that fir, like the China fir, for example. It's like, yeah. well, it's not a fir. It is from China, umbrella pine. It's not it's a pine in no way, it is an umbrella in no way let's just call it Kayamaki. Let's just call it whatever it is, or at least not try to mash it into a name. So sometimes that even makes me be like Indian mulberry. Um, but yeah. Indian mulberry, like, it looks like a mulberry. It looks like a big, fat, gigantic mulberry. So I'm kind of like, okay, that's that's fair. Like they're, they're calling it very explicitly. You have to get a botanist in there to tell you, oh, no, no, these are not technically related.
0: But even you know the Indian, Indian mulberry mean? was probably, and I'll say probably, I might be wrong, made that name was created by somebody who's not indian yeah
1: exactly who's a, an english person saying oh well we have the normal mulberry right. and then there's the indian mulberry. yes yes
0: yeah it's like this you know this, there's this this thing of like americans will say or i guess maybe just like white european slash americans uh-huh. will say this reminds me of something i know f- that from home yes but it i found it here in the wilds of china i'm gonna call it the china fur yeah, yeah or yeah. you know like i i just i, don't, I, don't know. I I don't like that approach. I don't want to use any of that terminology because it feels gross to
1: yeah, me. Yeah, I 100% agree, and I think that's the that's the whole point that we're calling it the noni yes. entirely. Yeah, uh, we sometimes it's hard to escape. Sometimes it's just ingrained. But because yeah. language is language, and it's always doing things. But I 100% agree with you, and it always makes like I guess all I could encourage everyone to do is just think like a little bit further into a name yeah, man. and wonder where it came from and why. Um and, and like, I don't know, who came up with that particular name yeah. often. Yeah, because I think your observations are probably right. Now, what I'm waiting for is some, someone who's been like, Oh yeah, I my whole family's been Polynesian for, you know, decades. Yeah. We hate this. The thing <clears> tastes <throat> horrible. Uh, but yes, we, we do use it still anyway for these reasons and that reasons. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, stand corrected. There we go. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think there's also the 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 white urge to like put other cultures on a pedestal yeah. as if like this, this fruit that probably doesn't taste great needs to be revered and respected. Uh, When like the people who grow up around it are (laughs) like, yeah, it tastes like shit.
1: Yeah. It tastes awful. Why are you guys doing that? So there's this weird, (laughs) yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not even making a judgment or a statement. I'm just like, these are all of my associated thoughts. This is
1: like this cloud above you just kind of mashing and bashing into each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is complicated. And I know, you know, we try to be as, as forthwith as we can about Mm -hmm. these things. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to get it right and if you get it right in one place you probably got it wrong in another place. Totally. So, in this case, I think it's important to acknowledge it no matter what name we call it that it is an important thing to a lot of different people and on top of that, some of those people might call it certain names. Yeah. And then kind of leave it at that. We're going to call it a congregate.
0: <laughs> no matter what. Casey That was our discussion of the Noni and a few other things. (laughs) It's time for our review, but first, we gotta take a little break. We will be right back with our review of the Noni after these messages. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. That was our discussion of the Noni. It's time for our review. Here's how it works. We're going to have some final thoughts on this tree and then give it a rating of zero to 10. Casey, I would love to do golden poems this episode.
1: Ooh, okay. It's our edible episode. That's
0: right. Golden poems of honor. Casey is our resident expert. We will begin with you. Alex, I have
1: thoughts on this tree. Wow. This is one of my favorite things that we do in our podcast because I like to talk about a tree and then... Uh, take us out of that discussion. Be like, great, this tree is extremely important to a lot of people in the entire world. To me, it sucks. Mm. I'm not saying that about this tree, uh, just to be clear. But sometimes it tickles me to be able to do that. Right. So thank you all for uh, being here with us.
0: <laughs> this is the opinion portion <laughs> exactly, of the show. Exactly.
1: Yeah. This tree, I first off, uh, let's just let's just start from from high level. I think it's beautiful. I think yeah. it looks gorgeous. I love this coffee plant that that is sitting next to me. I think it's quite handsome. So I think the leaves of the noni are just the same kind of handsome yeah i don't like that they are such small trees i want them to be bold and big like i want these trees to just really get into it don't 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 stay small be big show us who you are exactly now maybe I, it is already. exactly and it's like this is who i am don't try to tell <laughs> me to be bigger or smaller i but, hate you
0: but can you imagine a noni the size of like a big southern magnolia
1: yeah oh god it would just be out of this world that'd be so, sick so it's not prepared to do that, and that's fine. Yeah. But that means I'm not prepared to give it a high score. Wow! So, <laughs> I also I got a little bit of a bone to pick with uh, with with noni being not considered an invasive tree. Like it, it is like you know, like when you walk around and you're like talking to someone, mm. and like there's there's two people, and they talk about one person like it's a complete degenerate, and they talk about the other person like they're just like a superstar. Yeah. And you you look at them and you're like, I'm pretty sure they're both assholes like yeah why do you why are you treating them differently like they're the same kind of person why is that one revered and that one not
0: interesting you know well i've got a i've got a clue
1: it must be the food do you think is that i think
0: uh, uh well personal i was gonna say personal opinion i guess yeah okay. maybe this maybe this tree just has a good reputation and so people ignore its invasiveness i suppose so
1: like that's that's as far as i can get because everything i can read about this except for the literal word invasive yeah this tree is an invasive tree. right it, Gaslit. yeah at least slightly naturalized in all these places yeah. like it went from one spot to pan tropical if like if we say that the tree of heaven is pan temperate that's gonna be like that's bad So, pan-tropical, it should also be bad.
0: I see the word pan.
1: It's everywhere, but it didn't start everywhere, but now it's everywhere. Yeah. You know? So, like, the mangrove is the exact opposite situation. It's always been everywhere. So we're all, we can look at the mangrove and be like, okay, mangrove, you've, you've done it.
0: It's just successful. It's
1: just successful. Yeah. You didn't have to jump on the backs of people to get brought <laughs> everywhere else and then start seeding yourself in. So uh. I, I don't know. But like, you know, apples and, and the same thing, like the, the different people who've brought things, corn moving from Mexico up to New England, mm-hmm. you know? Like all these things, people are part of the ecosystem. So I can't, I don't want to be too harsh on it for that. Sure. But- Maybe if it grew really big and beautiful, I don't know. 6.5 for me, Alex.
0: 6.5 Golden 6.5 Poems of 6.5,
1: because you know what? Uh, it probably tastes pretty... Um, the term I'm going to use is intense.
0: Yeah, I think it probably does yeah. have a very profound flavor. Right?
1: And I love, I do like the braininess of it, so I'm going to give it 6.7 because 6. 7. That the, the braininess of the fruit is fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we sh- 6.7 <laughs> Golden <laughs> yes, yes, Poems of <laughs> Honor. We have forgotten for a third time to describe the fruit.
1: Uh, it looks like a grub, everyone.
0: That, it looks like a grub. It
1: looks like a, a little caterpillar that got so fat that its legs like popped into itself. <laughs> <laughs> Yet it has somewhere between 75 and Ninety legs.
0: Yeah, it's like Violet Beauregard when she f- fills yes. up with blueberry juice, and her arms are just yeah, exactly. Little. Yeah, that's um, that's
1: what it looks like. A little bit elongated. They can get like seven and a half inches long. Like they can get big. That's wild. Yeah, and they're very mushy looking. So yeah big I fat it, yeah.
0: semi-translucent grub <laughs> is what this looks like really truly oh uh, yeah and you can see the, the seeds are dark right <laughs> kind of see them in there yeah six point uh, you did go up to 6.7 do I, you wanna, yeah,
1: I went to 6.7 i'm gonna stay there because stick on 6.7 yeah because okay. i like what the fruit looks like all right 6.7 I have n- tasted
0: it though alex uh 6.7 golden poems of honor for the noni from casey Clapp. that's right casey
1: alex what do you think
0: i appreciate a lot about this tree okay yeah I love a tree that gives back, you know this about? I do you know this? I love a medicinal tree. I do know this. I think it's especially kind of like f- f- like ah, what do you like look at I look at a tree that cures like 90 things and uh-huh. I'm like, I ah, "Look at you go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, good for you. That's it's great."
1: Give a little rustle of the leaves, yeah, you know? That's See, so cool. You also tend to like trees that do weird things like yes. uh, the perfect example I can think of is uh the Bradford pear. Yeah, I
0: knew, I knew you're. Yeah, because
1: up. you're. Everyone in the world's like, we can't wait for Casey and Alex to rip this tree apart. And you gave it a very high score because yes. you're like, honestly, I love that it smells like this. <laughs> so you, you sometimes, yeah. yeah, your, 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 your view of things consistently surprises me mm. and brings me great joy. Well, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really appreciate that. So don't let me down.
0: <laughs> I think the fruit is really interesting. I think that, you know, common names and folk taxonomic names come from somewhere. Sure. There's truth behind those names, obviously. They wouldn't catch on if there wasn't some truth to the way this thing tasted. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't call a strawberry vomit fruit because it does not taste like vomit. Ah, I see.
1: And there's no way that someone could be like, yeah, totally.
0: And the fruit is really interesting looking. Mm -hmm. This plant gives back in spades and it Mm -hmm. doesn't ask for much back. Altruism very high. Extremely high, and it doesn't. It doesn't by by doesn't ask for much back. I just mean it doesn't take up a lot of space. Mm. It grows very competitively. It's like a nice way of saying it is good. Yeah, yeah. Very political. <laughs> Casey also learned about these um, this native uh, Hawaiian medicine mm-hmm. called Laau Lapauas. Okay, um, and it is literally translated from Native Hawaiian to vegetation cure. Wow. Right,
1: ah, I love that, Alex. Yeah,
0: and the noni fruit juice is like queen of the fucking mm, jungle okay. in, in this in this sphere. Okay, um, oh, Casey, you're gonna hate me. No, I'm not, Alex. Nine point oh. Wow, nine point oh. I love this fucking tree, man.
1: I am. That is that does stun me. I'm not gonna. I hate has nothing to do with it. That is way higher
0: than I expected. You went way lower than I expected. I'll say that. I guess we
1: averaged out. <laughs> Good for it. Honestly, this is the thing. This is why we did this show together. Because if we didn't, uh, then everyone would agree with me. That's so.
0: right. Yeah. Or, or uh, wait.
1: <laughs> no, that was Thanks for listening to Completely Arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> wait
0: a second. No. <laughs> 9.0 <laughs> Golden poems of Honor for the Noni from Alex Grosson. Casey, <sighs> that was our discussion of the noni
1: what a good long discussion
0: yeah it went so many different places long indeed let's do a q a before we call it a day case what do you say all
1: right alex i got it pulled up right now
0: do you really i do casey this week as all weeks we got a question from the patreon that's true you have it in front of you so i well, would you would you please read it
1: wow okay well thank you alex that's very sweet of you <laughs> alexander scully is our question asker This afternoon. Two-part question, says Alexander Casey, colon. What cones do you think make the best tree tattoo? Asking for my arm. Ah. I appreciate you giving your arm some agency there. Very good. Second, Alex, colon. What is a song that you love that you wish you wrote? Wow. Any song, Rex? nice. So, uh, I assume the recs mean
0: recommendations. Probably. Uh, and, uh, or recreation. Yes, I like recreation. Jumping jacks to Beethoven's <laughs> Fifth. Uh, interesting case. Okay, so let's start with your portion here. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, best cone for an arm tattoo.
1: Okay, so the best cones that I can think of, having gotten several tattooed on me, yeah. my arm specifically, uh, I have skinny arms. Uh, I'll be the first to admit I'm not a, uh, a large person. <laughs> For me, the cones that I want to get have to be somewhat smaller cones. If I got a coulter pine oh. in any way the right size or a sugar pine or something like that. that have to be a back tattoo. Now, if I worked out and was a different person, then I might have larger arms where when you flex your arm, it would be like, boom, whoa, look at that. You right. got like, you know, you can put a, a Jeffrey pine on that thing. <laughs> so I just can't do it. So, so I have, uh, let's see, I have a douglas fir and mm-hmm. i have some cedars and uh a yew and uh, some pines yeah, a couple things they're yeah. different sizes Kinda
0: get bigger as you go up your arm yeah
1: exactly yeah yeah because you know it's more i work out right got a
0: larch down there
1: yeah i do i got a larch uh right got a there. larch on the top got yeah. a, like a sprig of hemlock and how these did kinds i of id that what the hell dude you know what you're doing go look at your arm go look at the size of a cone and get one that is uh complicated but not too complicated because if it's too complicated the the shadowing and the artisticness of it can kind of get lost on a tattoo um because you can't be so perfect all the time they kind of bleed in and out especially as they age so you'd want to get something in my opinion that is detailed but not so intensely detailed that if you don't Necessarily
0: have that detail. You can't tell what it is. Sure, I'd like to interject with a little caveat, please, and say it's really all about the artist's style. Yeah, you, that's that's true. You're speaking from the perspective of an artist who deals in like really botanically accurate yeah. depictions of Sean these Hebring, things. in case anyone wants right. to look. Right, that's up. that's your sort of type yeah. artist for right? this sort of thing. Yes, but you know, you can. There are artists who do like artistic representations of this cone yes. you know see
1: many of our cones of the month
0: yes yeah that's right
1: yeah uh, if i was just to straight up give you a really good option the don redwoods a spectacular cone to get tattooed that's great it's beautiful it's it's simple everything about it is a delight and it's gorgeous so that would be my first one. The second one, which I haven't got, so I'm not actually going to uh, like. This would be unique. Is the China fur Cunninghamia lanceolata? Wow! Yeah, I think those cones are so cool and very like cool. so beautiful. So that uh, I think those would be two that are detailed enough, but also uh, kind of unique enough that they would be very interesting.
0: Yeah, that sounds great, Case. Good Rex.
1: Hey, thanks, Alex. Uh, now, Alex. Yeah, th- th- you have. Uh, There's the second part. What song? That you love, do you wish that you
0: wrote? Okay, so I become really obsessed Uh with a song, Mm -hmm. and then I listen to it a hundred times Uh until I get sick of it, and then Mm -hmm. I I just never listen to it again. Wow. But I'm like soaking in every aspect. Every time I listen to it, I'm like studying Mm -hmm. a different part of it or something, you know? Like... I want to really listen to the drums. Like, okay. oh, I like that drum sound. What
1: is he doing here?
0: Yeah. Okay, or what's like, the
1: bassist playing right now? What
0: compressors on that vocal? I'm deep listening. You're right?
1: analyzing.
0: Yes. Okay. So that's why I listen to a song a million times. And that's why I've seen Arrested Development <laughs> uh, 30 times. Oh, my God. Start to finish.
1: Analyzed.
0: <laughs> um. So recently I've got two songs that I am fucking obsessed with. Okay. And that's Thinking of Nina okay by Marlon Williams. Mm. It's a great groove yeah, case. Yeah, it is. Uh, the other one is I Fall into Her Arms by Mo Troper. It's just got a, f- a great chord progression. Yeah. I know that I really love a song when I'm like, ooh, I want to steal that part, you ooh, know, for yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, song yeah. of mine.
1: Imitation is the highest form of flattery. That's right.
0: I know that I, I really like a song when I hear like, it could be anything, like a drum beat. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to write a song with that drum beat. Yeah. Like, it inspires me to mm-hmm. write a song. And mo- this Mo Troper song, I Fall Into Her Arms, is very hey, excellent. Very much that. All right. I you think
1: know. those are two great options.
0: Yeah. Go listen to those songs. Go
1: listen to them. And then put them on, a, put them on repeat. Analyze them. And write your own songs. Yeah.
0: Excellent. While you're at it, listen to Alex Croson's new EP, Sorry I Missed You.
1: Analyze that. Listen to it. And then decide why it's your favorite album.
0: Yeah, go throw throw a few bucks to me on my band camp. Thank you so much to... Alexander Scully. Alexander Scully for this question. Good question. If you have a question for us, join us on the Patreon. At $3 a month, you can be in the Q&A tier. We are in the process of recording our... like Almost like a quarterly Q&A episode for the Patreon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where we answer 50-plus questions. Um... And then you might get your question on a mainline episode like Alexander here. Above that is the $5 tier, the Arboretum, where you can get two bonus episodes a month and you get 15% off of our merch store at all times, as long as you're subscribed. That's right. Above that, this is kind of our crown tier. Really is. The Cone of the Month Club. It's the jewel. The Cone of the Month Club, for $10 a month, you can get a unique die-cut cone sticker illustrated by an independent artist sent to you in your physical mailbox in a physical envelope licked by Casey Clapp's physical tongue. <laughs> hey, here's there's that first clip for our OnlyFans case. <laughs> it's really fun. It's really cute. It is an impeccable way to support this podcast, and it gets you real physical rewards every month. You can form your own little cone collection just like Casey Clapp. Above that, of course is Arbitrary Plus, our live stream service. You get two live streams a month. One from Casey and I about a host of topics. Interact with us in the chat. It's a lot of fun. And one from me playing a tree or nature themed video game. It's like a little Twitch night. It's I'm, like, I'm yeah. like a little fake Twitch streamer, Casey. Yeah, you are. You have a really good job. <laughs> Above that, our $20 pr- premier tier. Makes me nervous even talking about it. It's... Generous admission starts at 20 bucks. You can give us whatever you want a month. It is just that above and beyond way to support this podcast. We use every dollar goes back into the show. That's patreon.com slash arbitrary pod. Um, you know, consider joining, go, go there and see if there's something for you. And if you like what you see and, are curious? Join for a month and see how you like it and go from there.
1: Exactly right. Make decisions. Uh, cancel any time. That's right. No contracts.
0: Casey Clapp. Alex Croson. What a delicious topic today. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, I... I uh and I've I very much want to try a noni fruit. Would you eat a noni fruit case? Yeah. Oh totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of one of
1: those people well, I guess I shouldn't say all the time, but I do I'm I am like, Yeah, I'll, I'll try that. Yeah. There's some yeah. things that I'm like, I just really don't want to. Sure. Sometimes my mood isn't there.
0: Yeah, I'm there with uni.
1: Yeah, mm. do you I like
0: uni? I have no idea what uni is. It's a, uh, it's a, sea sea spine. Uh, what do you call? it? Oh,
1: that? an urchin.
0: Yes, gotcha. Huh. You eat the little jelly in the middle, case. Oh,
1: uh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, I'd try that. Put a little <laughs> chutney on a piece of bread or something. Yeah,
0: <laughs> all good. Uni chutney, so yeah. bougie. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Completely Arbitrary. We'll be back next week. See you later. Au revoir.
1: Completely Arbitrary is hosted and produced by Casey Clapp and Alex Croson.
0: Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals.
1: You can find additional readings on our website. That's ArbitraryPod.com. You can follow along on Instagram
0: at ArbitraryPod.com. And to support the podcast and get bonus content every month, visit patreon.com slash arbitrary pod. That's A-R-B-O-R-T-R-A-R-Y pod. Thanks for listening. All views and opinions expressed by Arbitrary Media are those of Casey Clapp and Alex Croson and do not represent the views of any affiliated organizations or persons.